Welcome to the Deconstructionist Podcast. I'm your host, John Williamson, and I'm coming to you uh, from my uh, self-imposed quarantine here. Um, As many of you are as well, I am uh, trying to do my best to social distance and to stay at home as much as I can. I'm trying to do my part to help slow the spread of COVID-19. I know many of you out there um, have been hit really hard by the, the shutdowns and and the uh, steps that uh, states have had to take to um, to help slow the, the the spread and to uh, to help lessen the burden on that the healthcare system. So, um, so my heart goes out to those of you who have hit, been hit the hardest. Um, I have a lot of friends and 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 family and uh, folks that I know in the community who whose jobs have been um, impacted uh, far beyond mine. Um, I, I, I'm very lucky and fortunate in the fact that I can work from home. Uh, but many out there, um, you know, their, their industry or, or, you know, whatever their, their, their job happens to be, um, you know, a lot of those have had to close down. Uh, a lot of those have been, um, at the very least limited, uh, especially the food, food industry. So, um, my heart just goes out to, to you guys. Um, and, and so hang in there. Um, hopefully we will return to some level of normalcy uh, soon, but, uh, you never know. These are, this is uncharted territory. Um, definitely the strangest thing that I've seen in my lifetime. And so, um, so again, my heart goes out to those of you who have been, uh, impacted the most uh, by this. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I, bet a lot of you are wondering why we have an episode coming out uh, on a Saturday evening, which is unusual for us. Usually we release Tuesday nights, uh, Monday, or rather Wednesday mornings. Well, um, because I have nothing better to do but then to scroll through the uh, files on my computer right now as I'm stuck in my apartment, um, I found some files based on a project that Adam and I had started with grand intentions, uh, several years ago, um, as, uh, we often do, uh, we have lots of great ideas and, uh, less time to, to do them. in. so this was one that we were tentatively calling the Sunday sermon series. And the idea behind it was we were going to record, uh, famous sermons that, um, you know, from throughout history and then mix in some, some originals that we wrote, um, you know, just as kind of a fun thing that we would release, uh, you know, once every other weekend or once a weekend for, for a period of time until we ran out. And so we had started recording those. I think I've got about four, um, recorded, maybe a fifth one. And, uh, obviously never really got anywhere. So they've been sitting on my computer for, for quite some time. And I came across them the other day and I thought, Hey, you know, they're just sitting there doing nothing and churches are closed right now. Uh, and so what better time to release some of these um, or at least just throw them out there uh, until we run out, and um, and and hopefully they'll be useful to someone. If not, don't worry. Uh, we take no offense. Uh, so if you don't like them, if it's not for you, it's okay. We will be back uh, this Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, with a brand new uh, normal episode of the podcast, the usual uh, interview format. So we've got a cool series coming up, actually, on the topic of divorce coming up, uh, in the month of April here, uh, that I'm very excited about. Um, I had a really, uh, fun time recording these, um, very, very interesting conversations that were very meaningful to me. And hopefully if you have been impacted, uh, personally or, you know, um, in some way by divorce, uh, hopefully this is, is helpful and useful to you. So, 
Um, so that's coming up this week and the rest of this month. Uh, I've got a two-parter for that. Um, some very cool topics coming up in May. Uh, unfortunately, we did uh, we were impacted by uh, the the coronavirus in uh, the sense that we had an actual in-person interview set up, which we rarely get a chance to do. And of course, um, the one that we had scheduled was directly impacted uh, by the coronavirus. So we were really excited about that one. Uh, that was supposed to be the episode for our, our 100th episode coming up. Um, but we had to reschedule that one. So still coming. Uh, it'll be here in the summer. Uh, so we rescheduled for, for August. Uh, but uh, we had to rearrange our schedule a little bit, which is why we only had one episode out uh, this past month. So um, with that being said, thank you guys for listening. Uh, appreciate all of your our, your support and your continued listening. Um, if you want to see more uh, about who we are, what we do, connect with us on social media, follow us on uh, social media, uh, read our blog, um, send us a, a quick hello, um, follow us on Patreon, whatever you want to do. Uh, listen to all of our backlog of episodes. You can do that there as well. Um, our website is www.thedeconstructionists.com with an S on the end there. So uh, you can go to our website. It's our one-stop shop. So thank you guys for listening again. Um, this, uh, is an original. Uh, this is one that I did, um, on one of my favorite stories in the Bible, the story of the temptation of Christ, uh, where he is being tempted by Satan in the desert. Um, just a fascinating uh, story. And so, um, this is kind of a thought experiment in, in terms of what role does metaphor play. Um, and, uh, so if you disagree with my, with my take on this, that's okay. Um, just a thought experiment. Okay. So, um, don't get mad at me and send me nasty letters. Um, or you can, if you want, that's fine. Um, either way, uh, we'll put this one out this week and then, um, we've got some other ones recorded. Some, uh, some that are historical, uh, sermons that someone else wrote. So again, if you hate those, then, um, you can't blame me. The person who wrote it is already deceased. So you can send your hate that way. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll put those out until they're, until we're out of them. Um, and hopefully you enjoy them. But if not, we've got plenty of regular content coming. And so stay tuned for that. So thanks for listening. Hang in there, guys. Uh, practice your safe social distancing. Um, you know, use hand sanitizer, all, all, all the things that they're suggesting. And uh, we'll get through this. All right. Love you guys. And without further ado, here's the temptation of Christ. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. 
And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. I've always found the story of the temptation of Christ to be fascinating. As my personal views on the character of Satan have shifted over the years, the story has shifted along with it. As with any of the prominent stories of the Bible, I find myself asking, was this story meant to stand as historical fact, or is it metaphorical, meant to convey a far deeper meaning? There are many wonderfully researched and written books addressing the topic of the development of the character of Satan throughout Scripture, books that do a far better job than I even would discussing the topic. So for the purpose of this sermon, homily, whatever you want to call it, I will attempt to lay out what I think is one of the more interesting theories on what was really going on in the story. The temptation of Christ appears in three of the four Gospels. In the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, the details surrounding the temptation of Christ are nearly identical. The earlier Gospel of Mark briefly recounts the incident with very little in the way of details, simply stating that Jesus was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days, was tempted by Satan, was with wild beasts, whatever that means, and that the angels waited on him. The Gospel of John leaves out this story altogether. No matter which account you read, it's a rather curious story. Jesus spends 40 days fasting in the desert or wilderness, depending on which account you read, goes through some very human struggles, and manages to resist. So did Jesus really encounter an actual Satan, or was it an internal struggle of sorts? Starting with the agreed-upon details found within the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, we see Jesus fasting a good many days in presumably an extremely hot climate. He's alone, he's starving, and he's in the desert. Even as a healthy young man, it would have been difficult to manage the side effects of the desert heat combined with the effects of not eating solid food for 40 straight days. That is an extremely long time. Side effects from going without food for such a lengthy period of time include dizziness, confusion, alterations of one's mental state, and so on. In cases of extreme starvation, things get even worse. Hallucinations, convulsions, muscle spasms, etc. Interestingly, some of the side effects of extreme heat are quite similar. Weakness, headaches, muscle cramps, dizziness, and so on. So Jesus alone in the desert, fasting presumably with a sufficient supply of water. It's hot, dry, and barren. He's alone with only his thoughts to keep him company, like a prisoner in solitary confinement, only with more room to move about. After a few days, he probably feels the pangs of hunger set in. But he has likely found shelter from the sun. He's trying to stay hydrated and keep his mind off of the hunger by entering into prolonged periods of deep meditative prayer. How long before his mind starts to wander? How long before his willpower begins to break down? Before his divinity starts to chip away just enough for his humanity to break through? Before his own human needs and desires begin to make him question his mission? In the stories of Matthew and Luke, we are witness to the struggle that takes place. Whether or not the actual devil showed up to present Jesus with the challenges he's faced, I do not know. Maybe so. Maybe not. 
Regardless, the battle that takes place in the desert between Jesus and Satan is one that parallels the trials of Israel in the Old Testament. The desert serving as the symbolic wilderness through which the children of Israel wander in the book of Exodus. Here in the desert, Jesus goes through his first of three tests. In the first test, he's tempted to turn stones into bread. In the second, he's taken to the top of a temple and challenged to throw himself down and have the angels save him. In the third, he's taken to the top of a mountain and told that if he bows to Satan, he can rule over everything he sees. We all grew up hearing this story, a triumphant story where Jesus is challenged by the prince of darkness three times and resists. He defeats the devil each and every time. We've heard this story in church. We've heard it in Sunday school. And some of us have probably even heard it in vacation Bible school. Let us suppose for a second that the Satan in this story is the Satan of the Old Testament. Not the ruler of demons, but an obstacle in one's path. A Satan. In this way, Jesus was tested three times in very human arenas. These are three very human obstacles that each of us face each and every day. The first test examines our ability to show mercy and endure suffering. We push against this notion every single day of our lives by fighting against our human tendency to indulge our every whim and seek pleasure above loving others. As human beings, we will go to great lengths to avoid pain. But here, the Son of God knowingly enters into suffering, knowing that in the blink of an eye, he could bring it all to an end. We too must have courage that in the end, God will fulfill his promises to us. The second test examines our ability to serve others, to be humble and to show obedience. Every day that we live and breathe, we consciously fight against our instinct to be self-serving, to feed our own egos, to take the easy path. Here, Jesus resists the urge to take the easy path out through a show of power. How easy it would be to simply call down an army of angels. What a show of power that would surely be. But then, how would this God be different than all those worshipped before him? Those other gods who revealed their nature through shows of strength and power. The third and final test examines our ability to resist the riches of the world, the wealth, the power, the materialism. Jesus is offered the kingdoms of the physical world, and yet he resists. Every single day, we must counter our human nature to make false idols out of the material things of the world. If the Bible teaches us nothing, it shows us that all too often, under the crushing weight of power, wealth, and kingdoms, lies a pauper's grave of the poor and suffering. Will we help the poor, the suffering, the less than? So in these 40 days that Jesus spends alone in the dry heat of the desert, did he do battle with the devil? Or was he hallucinating from lack of food and water or from heat exhaustion? Or was he struggling against the very essence of what it means to be fully human, showing us a way to survive the wilderness, even with our very human limitations? I think the answer is yes. Now that is a beautiful story. Grace and peace, brothers and sisters. We'll see you next time.